There is a saying in business that process will set you free. But for entrepreneurs who are out there trying to find clients, trying to deliver on their promises to these clients, dealing with the fires in their business, it's a little bit more difficult in their mind to actually build process. Where's the time going to come from, they say to themselves in their, in their mind. And it's true, they're probably working 18-hour days, and it's really, really tough just trying to deliver on all these promises, not to mention the fact that they are in their downtime just considering how to get new clients and how to just survive month end. And then they listen to a podcast such as this, which is saying that one of the biggest mistakes I made was disregarding the process of building process. On a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being no formal documentation of process happening, and 10 being disciplined process recording and review on a regular basis, where would you place yourself and your business? Hold on to that number because we will be reviewing it later on in this discussion. Hi, I'm Gareth Armstrong and this is a Razor's Edge podcast. This series is all about learning from the successes and failures that Elon Reyes, CEO of Racecorp, has experienced over the last 20 years. This is lesson number 12, the importance of process. I want to give you a different way to think about process. I want you to think about process as your DNA. I want you to think about process as the ability to replicate yourself, your thoughts, your values into the business without you having to be there. When you see process as a replication of yourself, you understand where the saying, in order to scale, you need people, process, and capital comes from. Because that process in those three requirements is effectively the replication of self. As your business grows without process, having more and more people, perhaps more and more departments, more and more products, more and more everything, there comes a point where everything starts to crumble. There seems to be a point where there's just one fire after the next in your business, one issue after the next. And when you look at the root cause analysis of all those issues, you will see that there was a lack of process somewhere in that department, in that role, in that function. And so finally you realize that it's time to build process. And then you scope the amount of process you have to build. And then you see this tidal wave of work that is required and just don't do it. When you look at the 96% of businesses that fail, the research shows that, that in the US, the predominant percentage of that 96% belongs to businesses that do less than a million dollars per annum revenue. And what's really happening there is that they're reaching a ceiling and they can't break through the ceiling because there is no fundamental process foundation in the business to push off of in order to grow. It is the lack of process that ironically frees them of their business. Have you experienced what Alon is talking about? Are you struggling to turn 100,000 into 200,000 into 500,000 into a million and beyond? The number you gave yourself and your business earlier on that scale of 1 to 10 is your ceiling. Or at the very least there is going to be a direct correlation. 
If we're reading between the lines here, it is clear that each of these milestones, the 100, 200, 500,000 and more, requires a renewed and increased effort to design, review and embed processes that are going to enable that next step up. In Alon's words, the foundation from which to push off of. So, there may be some of us that are struggling to do this, or perhaps some of us feel we aren't doing too badly, but there is room to improve. Let's rejoin Alon now as he talks the how behind process. What should we do when working with businesses? I really try and encourage them from day one to start building process. It does not have to be incredibly thorough process. It could be in point form. But as long as the entrepreneur, the founder of that business, gets into the habit of building process, there is no mountain to deal with at a later stage. And what inevitably happens is that the entrepreneur will go back to that document and upgrade it to version 1.1, 1.2, 1.3. And then there is a special moment in a business where that process is handed over to another person to own. And the entrepreneur themselves does not have to actually write the process. So in RaceCorp today, although I read all process, I do not write all process. Let's take you through two scenarios. Scenario A is an entrepreneur that has sold themselves the story that they are too busy to do process. Scenario B is an entrepreneur that understands the importance of building process. In scenario A, the business grows, clients come in, things are going good, the entrepreneur starts to employ, and eventually departments form. It is likely that somebody who is in the business heads up the department, starts to become more responsible for that department and all the functions in that department. And then the inevitable happens. That person leaves. Now the entrepreneur is under big pressure because there are orders, there's deliverables, and they have to make sure that the client is happy and that the terms of the contract are met. So they have one of two choices. They either step in, but remember they are also very busy, or they bring in another person to replace the person who left. What I see too often in scenario A is that they employ very quickly because they're under pressure. They also most likely will employ the wrong person. They'll put that person into a role. They will not train that person. The person will try and so-called learn on the job, be thrown into the deep end, which is a euphemism for they don't know what they're doing, and they will mess that job up. They might get frustrated and leave, or the entrepreneur might fire them for non-performance, and then the vicious cycle starts. Eventually the client is lost, the business is not doing so well, and the process starts again. Scenario B, much the same, business doing well, start to employ, start to build process around the particular product or department, the individual leaves, a new person is brought in through a process, a new person is trained on the process, the new person is then required to follow that process, and there is a higher likelihood of that person not only succeeding, but of course of retaining the client and moving on to the next client and the next client. 
that scenario A happens far too often and might actually have happened in your business. It certainly happened in mine before I understood the deep value of process in your business. Start small. Bullet points on a piece of paper or in an email to yourself. Then add a line of detail or two. Then add a few more bullet points. And before you know it, your process document is on version 1.5 and your team is delivering on time nearly every time. I really want to sell you the idea that building process is important for you as an entrepreneur looking to get a return on investment. If you look at businesses from an investment point of view, would you buy a business or invest in a business where the person who runs the business knows everything, it's all between their ears? Or would you prefer to invest in a business where there are processes documented that anyone can pick up and follow and deliver on those processes? Well, obviously, it's the second. So when you look at businesses that are being sold, the ones with process in the business get a much higher price earnings multiple, a PE multiple, than the ones where the process is in the entrepreneur's head. In fact, mostly those businesses are very difficult to sell. So if you are looking at process from the perspective of getting you a better return on investment, it's worth every single minute, every single day spent on building process. You will get a return in multiples. So scaling without process is not possible. But developing process is largely not possible if we do not see it as part of our role as entrepreneur, as leader in our business. This is a fantastic insight and this one podcast may just be the difference between where you are today and where you want to be in five years. Well worth the listen. Here's a final word from Alon that also contains a caution. My role now, 20 odd years into building Racecorp, is not necessarily just to read process, but is to do what I call a process scrape. In other words, to retest the different processes within the business to see if they are still valid. Processes date. Processes date actually quite quickly, and there needs to be a process of checking process. And so all the processes within Racecorp go through this constant review on a monthly basis to see whether the content is still valid or it needs to be tweaked. Think of, for example, a process from 20 odd years ago where we needed to fax the client something. No one uses a fax anymore. And so the process that might include step four is to fax the client the invoice is not valid anymore. We would have to change that to email the invoice And at some point, maybe email might not be the right way to describe that step. As much as you're building process, you have to scrape process for validity. And finally, there is the concept of being over-systematized. So there is a point where you can have too much system and that it becomes far too regulated. You can see this in government institutions which have been around for decades or even millennia where it just processed, builds on process, builds on process, and you have to fill things out in triplicate and ask 15 people before you can do anything. So the over-systemization of a business also will slow it down. And so you as founder need to find the right balance 
for your particular business where there is sufficient systems and process, but you haven't over-systematized or over-processed your business. Unfortunately, that is a call that you will have to make based on your particular circumstance in your business. But if I had to give you a word of caution, I would always lean to over-process than under-process. There is no prouder feeling when a new employee arrives at RaceCorp where they ask, well, how does this work? You direct them to the learner management system or the LMS where all the training is recorded. And of course, they are fully aware that you will be assessing them afterwards on their understanding and knowledge of those processes. That is when your business can truly scale. Head over to racecorp.com where you'll find similar resources to this one and also the opportunity to sign up for notifications to stay updated on new releases. In addition to this, follow Racecorp on your favorite social media platforms where you'll find additional updates about this podcast series and others we are producing. My name is Gareth Armstrong and I'll see you in the next lesson.